0: Somewhere over the rainbow. <coughs> I need a calcium suppository. Help me. Oh. This is Kofo Live and Undead. I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by the amazing Jeffrey Rennick. WAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAAA wow! Something on my face. Arr. Jeffrey, how are you, sir?
1: I'm good. I still just laugh at that opening because it just looks like you're getting bocock. It's just really funny. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're going to talk about animation and kids stuff. Woohoo! Yeah, uh, what else? How, how are you doing?
0: <laughs> great. Hey, how do you make kids? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> love it love it love oh, it <laughs>
0: what, what a way to open that up oh my gosh i, I love it uh jeffrey it's 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 always a pleasure to see your your happy smiling face and, and have you back on the show yeah i i absolutely miss you out here in colorado wow.
1: yeah no i miss coming out there man i miss the color you know the colorado film horror film festival mile high out there that they had so yeah. um yeah 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 that,
0: do you, do you ever uh,
1: keep in touch with, uh, with Tim, uh, Timothy? Timot- yeah. I, yeah, we stay in touch. We stay in touch. Um,
0: Great.
1: Apologies that worrying in the background, is not my brain working. It's my kidder, uh, my kid, kitty litter robot that I meant to unplug because <laughs> my cats, all, my cats always wait till I'm doing a podcast to like hop in there and take, take, take. the crap. So um, I meant to <laughs> unplug that and I forgot. So apologies.
0: No, no worries. At least at least now, you know, where the cat is, you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's uh, that's hilarious. Well, you know, it's it, 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 a cat assistant, you know, wouldn't be uh, anything of a uh, of value if, if it couldn't uh, show you up or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I've, got, I've got two cat assistants and they, they oh, do really well. They do really nice. well.
0: Nice, yeah. nice. That's cool. Uh yeah, Jeffrey, you know, last time we had you on here, we, we talked a, a lot about uh, you know, your background. You, you started out uh as an intern with uh, New Line Cinemas and and, and yeah. you know that that segueed into you know creating final destination. And uh and then you know, we, we talked about, of course, uh your uh yeah you know, the project that you directed, uh, you know, don't look back, which was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you but, but since then you've, you've moved into animation, writing animation.
1: I, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what the hell happened? No, um, it's, <laughs> it was, it's, yeah, I was murdering people left and right. And then you turn around and I'm working on um, at YA animated shows for Netflix. Um, yeah, and- no, it, it's, it was amazing. I mean, the timing was great. It, it, you know, it, the opportunity came like, right at the start of the pandemic um so hmm. it was um definitely helped me get through through that emotionally um hmm. i know that was a really tough time for everybody but um yeah when they first called me in um you know when they ca- called my ma- my manager's like oh they want to meet you for this kids animated show and i was like really and they're like yeah and i talked to them and it's uh the show is called a tale dark and grim it's based off a book by by Adam Gittich and it's amazing book. I read it, fell in love with it. Um, and they just said they wanted to have somebody in the room. They had a, they had a lot of comedy voices. And so mm-hmm. they wanted somebody who kind of knew horror and, yeah. and scares and who wasn't funny at all in person. So then I was like, oh, that's me. So um, I went and, and yeah, we really hit it off. Uh, the Novo um, and Boat Rocker were the companies that produced it. Um, and yeah, the show got nominated for a kids. Uh, Yame. so um who would have thought I, I want i want a saturn award but on the other hand now i want an emmy <laughs> so yeah. it's like um yeah no, it was a great experience
0: <laughs> that that's cool yeah uh, you know over the course of the week uh, i was re-watching it yeah i watched it the first time when it when it came out i think over about a year ago
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh um yeah i, I forgot so much uh I, of it, but uh, it was great to to watch, you know, it centered on uh, Hansel and Gretel and uh, some of their misadventures. You know, so many, you know, just off-the-wall things. Hansel turning into a werewolf, going to hell, um, you know, being, uh, I guess, rescued by, I think it was Jonathan Banks that uh, provided the voice for, for, like, Jojo. I was like, oh, I know that voice. I don't even have to look this up.
1: It's yeah, like- we had some. We got really blessed with a great cast. Uh, it was funny because I I was going back and
0: mm-hmm.
1: the reviews were really great. um mm-hmm. But I was, but yeah, there were there were some some people that were like, I can't believe. Well, they probably should have rated the show a little higher. Maybe I forget what they rated mm-hmm. it, but lots of parents were like, "This is too scary for kids." And and um, you know, I grew up on on actual horror films. Yeah. You know, and I was watching this stuff when I was like thirteen, and I'm like, I turned out fine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was really important. Like we didn't, you know, I love the tone that the production company set. They said, we want to scare not scar kids. So we wanted yes. to make sure we didn't do anything that was going to traumatize people. Right. But we did want to kind of push the envelope a little bit um, right. as far as the spooky stuff went.
0: Yeah. And, and of course, with, with like grim fairy tales, too, like that stuff yeah. is. Gritty, dark know? yeah yeah when you get the the unfiltered non-disney sheen you know yeah uh it's 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 pretty gritty so if, if anything I, I i would say it's uh it's you, you struck the right chord, you know
1: yeah um yeah so. it was a it was a balancing act and um but we again we had a great team of writers and director producer everybody was like it was just such a wonderful experience to work on and i was like This is it was just it was a different creative muscle too. you know, I got to write more comedy and, um, you know, really focus on like putting a lot of heart in the story because Hansel and Gretel, their whole goal is to find the perfect family because their parents do something. Well, their parents cut off their heads in the pilot. We don't show it. We don't show it. There's a reason there's a curse at play that the kids don't know about. And so they go off on this adventure to find the perfect family. And then they realize there is no perfect family and then they go back home and kind of, you know, I won't spoil the movie uh, right. or the series, but it's all about family. It's about trying right. to find, you know, feeling safe and finding family. And it was just, you know, again, we got to kill some people, but it wasn't like Stabby murdery or Final Destination <laughs> Rube Goldberg murders. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it was really fun to work on that. And then I, yeah, then I followed that up. The showrunner, I mean, the um, executive producers on that show we're working on another show at Netflix uh, yeah. called Samurai Rabbit. Yeah, so they called they called me up to ask if I would join the writing team on that, and I was like, Hell yeah! Yep. Or, you know, or for the kids out there, heck yeah! Um, and
0: Jeffrey, <laughs> yeah, we were, we 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 opened the show with Bukaki. Oh yeah,
1: I forgot. I forgot. I, I pretty much <laughs> yeah. I I laid down the yeah. I laid down the <laughs> baton with Bukaki. So um, all right, can't go back now. Yeah. I actually didn't say the whole word. I stopped myself. That's true. Like, I, just, I, I finished I, I, it for you. Yeah. But I couldn't help it. That, that just opening was cracking me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know,
0: with an opening like that too. I mean, we were clearly, we're R rated. So
1: yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so now <Yeah. laughs> for C-O-F-O-H after dark, yeah. um, we will now talk about, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but no, the, um, uh, uh samurai rabbit the asagi chronicles was the second show and that was a lot of fun too Um, yeah just like fun adventure you know samurai rabbits and ninja cats and you know rhino it's just amazing it was a you know based off stan Mm sakai's um like world-renowned manga um and this this was a spin-off it wasn't they're doing a direct adaptation of the manga uh but you know they reached out to Sam and got his blessing gomont television um and yeah it was it teamed up with uh, but rocker netflix again and we just had a wonderful time doing that show um
0: yeah that's that's awesome i, I started watching uh uh season 2 uh today yeah and, and when the first season uh premiered about you know i think it was just under a year ago um elisa and i just binge that like in one day we were just like holy crap this is this is so fun and really cool yeah yeah
1: and- it was a it was a lot of fun and again we had a a great set of writers and then candy and doug langsdale were the showrunners and they're just like the best people to work with in the world so um they've done stuff like kung fu panda you know little things like that um yeah. <laughs> may have heard of it, but <laughs> um yeah, it was, it's really, it was really fun. It was a really fun world to work in. And um, yeah, I just love writing, to be honest. Yeah. So if I, I, I just feel blessed anytime I get an opportunity to write. So, yeah. but it was, it was exciting. But at the beginning it was, I was very nervous because I'd never mm. written an animation. And so right. I'm like, oh, and I'm like all these, you know, people have credits in animation and I don't. And, but, you know, writing is writing. And once you kind of get in and find the heart of your story and what it's about, um, yeah, it's just really fun to kind of branch out
0: that that type of environment was it like a a writing room scenario where yeah yeah just immediately collaborative um
1: yeah it was a writing room but it was a zoom writing room because it was uh during covid so that on grim on the grim show like at the beginning of that we had started like right before covid hit so we had met in person at the the but then we kind of segued into the zoom and then for Usagi, it was all Zoom, but I was I was working with some of the same people I'd worked with on Grimm, so um, it wasn't a strange environment, and everybody was very collaborative. It was a very, you know, yeah, we knew we knew we were doing something that was based off something that people like love. So, and again, a off I'm just repeating that so that people tune, tune in knowing it. But you know, Stan Sakai, you know, signed off on the project and was an ex- executive producer. Um, and it was just so much fun to do. It was just fun to play in another world yeah. that somebody else, somebody else created. Yeah.
0: That. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, with that world, I mean, it's, you know, anthropomorphic, uh, you know, animals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of a you know, futuristic. Uh, yeah. Band. Yeah. It's a f-
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: But, you know, right off the bat, like at least with season one, uh, you had a lot of like yokai and folk, you know, Japanese folklore and, and yeah. onis, you know, playing into it. So you had that that supernatural aspect, which, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of your bread and butter or, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So yeah, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. What what was it like to to kind of, uh, you know, look at another culture, uh, you know, that folklore and, and try to adapt it? You know, for me, it's I. I've
1: always been, and even as a child. I mean, growing up, I used to study history, and I was also very yeah. fascinated by other cultures. Um, so I've, I've, I'm certainly not an expert. I'm not even an expert on you know my my own culture. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get my brain working. On. But, um, yeah. but I always find it fascinating because it's it's, yeah. you know, you just approach it very respectfully as you would anybody's yeah. culture. Um, and just, you know, have fun with it. You know, that's, a, that's all, because again, since it was based off source material, like, you know, we're very mindful that there's a fan base um, right. again, realizing this is a spinoff. So, and it's also for young kids. Um, so we just wanted to be make sure that we did everything as close to right as possible, but yeah. you know, on the, inter- on the internet, you learn sometimes that um, you think you did everything right, but you maybe miss something here and there. So that, <laughs> that, uh, you know, that right often comes up if you
0: you know, well yeah you, you always get that uh, that immediate uh, you know like feedback from from the fans you know and yeah you, you can't please everybody, um you know it's hard <laughs> yeah 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 the, the thing with like yeah uh, uh yujimbo and and like you know we were talking before we went live yeah you know, my favorite uh, manga is Lone Wolf and Cub yeah I uh you know when I graduated from art school I put together a uh, Performance group called OFM, we get dressed up in big latex monster outfits that were Japanese demons. And uh we have stage choreographed uh fighting hooked up with blood cannons and everything. And oh wow. You know, we had a metal band with taiko drummers and stuff. And and um and yeah, you know, even to this day, and that was like 10, 15 years ago, but even to this day, I, I still work with uh um some of my friends that were doing the the taiko drumming and and you know they had up a uh, the The Japanese uh, society here in in uh, downtown Denver, and and they're always like you know bringing me on. I'm like, I'm just a white gringo. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I'm I'm so honored and privileged you know, to you know for you to you know bring me on and play with uh, you know like you know some of the the folklore and uh, you know the horror that uh, that that they've uh, kind of shared with me. And so so I absolutely love that stuff. Yeah, well, I think that's what you know.
1: Again, that's what culture is like. That's what I find so fascinating about it is like, you know, culture. You you know, it is about sharing your culture with other people. It's not you know like there's no like you shouldn't be people shouldn't be ashamed of their culture. Like I mean, again, I always joke like I'm a hillbilly in Hollywood. Like I grew up in East Eastern Kentucky. You know, right? Hillbilly up to my you know the ponies and the cutting rattlesnake heads off with a. Cain and having an outhouse um for a while there um and that's you know that's my culture and those are my people so it's like you know seeing other people's cultures and sharing it it is it's just it's such a beautiful yeah we just live in such a beautiful world um and there's just so much out there to explore and um uh, that's always fascinated me just fascinated me right and there's a lot of great horror films coming out of japan i mean they are
0: Yes. Yeah, so-
1: they've done some so many great ones. I want to steal all of them. All the ideas.
0: Now I would. <laughs> <been doing> <laughs> well, you do have have two little cat assistants. So they can Oh, if the
1: cats, yeah, if my cats steal some ideas then um
0: yeah. It's not me. I
1: they, didn't do it.
0: They quite literally are cat burglars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey uh uh Jeffrey, we've got some fans uh, chiming in uh that want to say oh. hi. Oh uh, hello Angela. Angela's saying <laughs> hello and yeah, um let's see here. Uh she says uh Final Destination is an amazing franchise. Uh the wraparound story is just fantastic. Uh I also really enjoyed the final wish.
1: Thank you, Angela. Yeah, like um it is interesting because The rat, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen Final Destination 5, but um, there is an amazing twist to the story that um, I believe our producer Craig Perry, he's he's kind of the godfather of the franchise, came up with, and um, I I love it because yeah, it just brings things full circle. So that's all I'll say is like, um, I I I love how the franchise has grown since you know, I you know, I was really involved in the first two, but Mm. it's obviously continued on past that. And I love how it's grown. And I love how that all came together. And the final wish was a really fun project because um, I got to work with Lynn Shay, <laughs> um, got to work with Tony Todd again, um, nice. who is like, I adore both of them so much. I got to work with Michael Welch again, who was in my day of the dead remake. Um, I whisper that one because people yell at me. Um, <laughs> but I love him as well. And so and he's the star of it. And so I got to reunite with people that I'd worked with and people that I love. And it was just such a fun, you know, and I co-wrote that with uh, Bill Halfon and John, Jonathan Doyle. And um, just such a fun project. Timothy Woodard Jr. Directed it and did another movie called the call that yes. um, that I produced and he's just super talented. So um, it's, it's really cool. Like after all these years to still be able to work with people that you love and admire and you know i pretty much met pretty much met all my idols so you know i just yeah it's just cool it's just cool
0: that's pretty cool well you you know with you getting your start at such a young age you know being that that intern you know at at new line cinema i mean you know i I couldn't imagine like being in that that scenario at that young age and, and 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 still being able to compose yourself and and get the work done and and everything like that. Cause I'd imagine, you know, so many familiar faces just walk in and out.
1: You know what? It's funny. I I worked in the New York office. So luckily (laughs) we would still get celebrities coming in obviously um, in New York, but they didn't come in as often as as they did. And um, the one thing about the one thing that my mom always taught me, but she taught me so much, but Mm -hmm. you know, people are just people. Yeah. you know um so i n- never th- this is a funny story for me at least it may not be funny for everybody but i wasn't the first time i literally got starstruck in my mm-hmm. life and only people of a certain age will know this was when i met jane badler who played diana in the original miniseries v um mm-hmm. it came out in 84 85 it was like the number you know i think after roots it was the biggest rated miniseries of all time and oh, wow. um you know i met I had met like Brad Pitt and I'm mean, not rolling my eyes. I mean, I met, <laughs> I, read, yeah. I met Brad Pitt and Denzel Washington. Like I met all, you know, Kristen D I met, I met all these people that were huge stars. Yeah. Um, but because nightmare on Elm street and because V were such like an important part of my, you know, formative, you know, not even formative years. I was in mm-hmm. high school, but it was such an important part. And um, I got to Jane Badler did a little cameo from Australia in my short film. And I wrote her this kind of, truthful fawning letter because i was and so when she came to california she invited me out to lunch and i literally i sat down and then i just couldn't my brain just froze and i couldn't talk and i was like sitting there like an idiot and then i was finally like i just got to say this like i actually now know what feeling stars i know what that means now yeah i've never had this happen before and she was just so sweet and i i'm you know still friends with her and adore her but um but yeah like in new york like people would come in and i'd be like oh that's you know that's cool. And sometimes I'd call my friends and be like, guess who came in? Yeah. Um, but I knew I had to act professional, so I couldn't get like, "woo" um, when anybody came in. That's
0: uh, that's so cool. I think, uh, you know, the, the one time I, I got starstruck was meeting uh, Adrian Barbeau at uh, um, a horror convention in Seattle. Just the sweetest lady. And uh, um, and yeah, it's, it's just like, oh, my God. Uh, I kind of wanted to, you know, uh, go home, bake some cookies and bring it to her. It's kind of a I, nice sensation to to have, but that's, that was me in that moment. Yeah. I'm, I
1: got to meet her. We were, I was, we were trying to get a horror film. We thought we had the financing. It fell through, but, um, I was meeting her to play a role in it. And like you said, the most down to earth, like mm. she's funny and stunning and we were at a coffee shop and people were coming up, you know, and she was just, she's just so like you said, wonderful. She's very much like Jane battle. Like they're just, yeah, she's a, she's awesome too. They're yeah.
0: That's so cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. it's, Yeah. That's, that's so, that's so much fun. You kind of switching gears. uh, I kind of want to talk about uh, your, your creative process when,
1: you know, (laughs) assistance. I feed (laughs) them. They get on the, lap, they get on the laptop and bang just, out scripts for me. Just, just, and, just then I let them, and I let them use the litter robot when they're done, if they do a good job now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Type faster. If you want to go poop. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: oh, sorry. Sorry. What was your, your, go ahead. Your, your uh, you
0: know, I don't know. My, my train of uh, thought has literally gone to the litter box. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, You're asking about your, t- you mentioned creative process.
0: Yeah, so uh, when you sit down, you know, you, uh, like obviously you're very well known for for uh, Final Destination, but you know, with uh, writing animation and you know, working, you know, kind of in a um, a uh, uh, you know a writer's room, a virtual writer's room, mm-hmm. you know, do you find that uh, you know it's it's you know a, you know the, you have to change up your your process, you know, drastically from writing something like, you know, Final Destination or, or you know, uh, Don't Look Back, uh, you know, versus, you know, writing, you know, a shorter, uh, you know, animated uh, script. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much dictated by
1: how the shows are run. Every writer's room is different. Um, yes. I had worked in the writer's room on a series called Dante's Co. That was like a gay oh. horror soap yeah. on your TV yeah, a long time ago, and then uh, worked on Midnight Texas as a story editor, which was on NBC. And um, I got to give a shout out to um, to um, Eric and Oh my God, I know his partner's name, and it's I'm blanking on it because I'm giving wanting to give them a shout out, and I feel really oh. so I'm gonna have to look them up because um, <laughs> the show writers on that show were just um, amazing to work with. Cool. Um, and but everything's very regimented, so you plan out the season, and then the production yeah. company um signs off on it and then you outline everything and this production company signs off on it and then you break you have broken down the episodes and then you've written a treatment that has the whole episode laid out and yes. like written format and then they sign off on it and then you write the script and then they sign off on it and give you a bunch of notes and then you just start all over again um so i'm trying to subtly look at my phone i'm literally mortified that i forgot
0: Oh, shoot. Well, you know, for, for for everybody that, that is tuning in, uh, go <laughs> to IMDb and look up uh, Midnight Texas after the show. Oh, know? after the show. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, the show owners are awesome. And they did the Perfection, which is a amazing horror film. If you haven't seen that, you should check it out. Uh, okay. Yeah,
0: I don't think I've checked that out yet.
1: Yeah, it's friggin'. I don't want to tell you anything about it. It's, it's just mm. batshit crazy and awesome.
0: Nice. It's all in the name, Perfection.
1: Perfection. It is.
0: Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's so cool. The, um, yeah. So, so man, it, it does sound like a, quite the the regimented process, but you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's, um, it's
1: easier. Honestly, it's um, oh, okay. yeah. Cause it, there's, there's less pressure on you when you're writing by yourself, mm-hmm. then you're the only pressure mm-hmm. unless you have a deadline. And then if you don't write enough in a day, you're like, ah, and then you beat yourself up and then you yeah. sit around and watch TV and, youtube videos and play video games and play with your cats and then be like i'm an awful writer today um but there's not that pressure when you're working in a writer's room because you go in and you kind of brainstorm um and i love that experience it's so much fun to sit in a room uh you want to have a good writer's room <laughs> like, right. like one horrible person can ruin a writer's room um, right. yeah. well not really not really but they can make it not as as fun but um it really is community experience where you, you're you bouncing ideas off people, it's mm-hmm. fun, you know, obviously there's deadlines where you're like, okay, we have to turn in our ideas, you know, yes. but we have a week to kind of like bounce around stuff and you could sit in there and just come up with the most bizarre ideas, especially for a show like Midnight Texas or something that's like supernatural and not based off a existing book, you can just kind of go crazy creatively with it mm-hmm. and have fun. So, um, I enjoyed the experience because it was, it was so much less pressure than, when you're writing something on your own because um, you, you know, usually you write something on your own, then you give it to you. You have those certain friends you give it to, to give mm-hmm. feedback on it. And, yep. but it's a very lonely process to get that first draft done and then refining it until you think it's worth showing to people. And, you know, in TV, you don't have the luxury of forever, <laughs> right. but you're getting the creative stuff out and you're having fun in the rooms. And yeah, the writing part is still hard. Um, but by the time you've gotten to the script process, everything's been signed off on. So you're almost just expanding your treatment with dialogue.
0: Nice. Okay. At least on the
1: shows, at least on the shows I've worked on, somebody that's worked on another show may have a completely different, you know,
0: right. Right. It
1: was hell.
0: (laughs) Just depends on how that, that writer's room was, was organized and how the production is, is executed. Yeah. yeah well it, it sounds like a you know uh, a pretty uh, pretty straightforward you know kind of approach and you know very streamlined yeah you know, like you said you know something that's uh that has you know a schedule and, and you know uh, that it needs to to keep to in, in order to get that that go live date um yeah. yeah has has there been like that that situation like you know you, you just kind of wrote yourself into a corner and you're like oh fuck I'm not gonna you know you know meet this deadline. I mean, I've done
1: that up for myself. Um, (laughs) Like, um, when I worked on the shows there, by the time we got... I mean, we were on tight deadlines for everything, even Midnight Texas. We were in... All the shows I've worked on have had shorter deadlines than a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, Because I think Midnight Texas kind of got picked up for a second season, like, later than expected. So it was like... And we want to have it ready for Halloween. So it's like, all right. (laughs) So... It was a tight schedule, but um, but they ran such a great room. It's, I'm just, I'm sitting here every time I, I know her name and I'm going to say Eric and then I'm not going to, but I was like, they ran such a tight writer's room. Oh, I'm going to beat myself up. I need to hush because she won't notice this until, unless I keep talking about it. Um, <laughs> I'm so mortified. Do
0: uh, that, that's okay. You know, uh, you're talking to somebody who has the you know, constant memory loss, yeah, you yeah, know, halfway through a sentence.
1: Oh, you know what it is? I started the keto diet this week, oh. and um, I had lunch today with a uh, a producer, I, um, and um, she was like, "Yeah, you have keto." No, because I didn't want to like say her name, because then it sounds like I'm name dropping, and I don't want to get right. back. But um, she said you have keto brain um today, oh. and I was like, "That's it."
0: Yeah, nice. So
1: I'm hop, I'm hopping on IMDb. I can't wait. I cannot.
0: Okay. I, no Okay,
1: no Let's keep talking because I can multitask.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I believe it. You're on the keto diet.
1: <laughs> I know. And my cat assistants are doing everything.
0: Yeah. It's like, come on, come on cats.
1: Nicole Snyder. Nicole Snyder. I knew it. But in my nice. brain, I was thinking, no, it's not Nicole. It's Denise. And I don't want to say Nicole. It's Nicole yeah. Snyder. Eric Charmella. They're amazing. They've cool. worked on some great sh- genre shows. I know we're here. I know we're here to talk about me. But yeah. um I can't help it when uh, you know when I'm when I, I love when I work with really cool people, so it,
0: it takes a village man <laughs> it does take know? a village so, it yeah, does take a village especially on on any type of you know production the uh, um you know, you know, with with all the projects you've you've done and then yeah you know, yeah you know, I keep going back to um you know, don't look back um I can't remember that that wasn't your first feature film that you directed, right?
1: yeah, it was. I had oh. done a short. I had done a short, yeah. uh, Good Samaritan. Um, oh, right, right, right. That was kind of like a super, Like the feature was more of a mystery thriller, and then Good Samaritan was like a supernatural take on the same idea. Um, yeah. So I directed that short, and then I, I did the feature, and now I'm um, gearing up, hopefully, to be shooting a feature this summer. Um, yes. If, if, if I'm hopefully, I always say hopefully because, you know, in this business, until. Until contracts are signed and cash is in escrow.
0: and even yeah. sometimes
1: when it is, it's not yeah. a movie mm-hmm. yet, but um I'm excited I'm ex- you know, I'm feeling good about how things are or you know I'm feeling good. good about this year and good.
0: yeah, uh, yeah, can, can you tell us a little anything about that project or uh, do you have to keep things hush, hush?
1: I have to keep things hush, hush for now. okay, but I can tell you it's going to be a slasher film which i have which i'm really excited about cuz all my all my films have been supernatural yeah. horror films and so um i'm excited you know i love slasher films so mm-hmm. i'm ex- excited to i've got a cool new knife design in my brain designed for the killer so it's not like any knife you've ever seen so it'll be unique wow. hacking unique hacking people up um Ooh. and wow. yeah that's that's all i can say right now but um i'm really excited about it <laughs>
0: This sounds, uh, you know, awesome. I can't wait to see a slasher film from Jeffrey Reddick. I think that's going to be spectacular.
1: It, I'm, I am very, I, I love, I love it. But, um, and I don't love all my stuff. I'm not one of those writers. It's like, everything mm-hmm. I write is great because I've read some of my stuff. Um, and <laughs> uh, and I, I think we, you know, if you ever think your writing is great all the time, then you you just quit growing as a, like I, all the good writers I know, are always like self-conscious about their writing. Um,
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've ran into that quite a bit. I hate reading whatever I put down, even if it's just dictation, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Um, Yeah. yeah, That that's, that's awesome. Um, You know, and uh, you're also known, you know, for uh, producing projects, you know, writing others, other projects. But I, I think I saw that, you know, they're developing another final destination, uh, film. Are you, are you going to be involved in that at all? Um, not, I
1: mean, you know, as the creator of it, like Mm -hmm. Craig Perry is, is very awesome and keeping me updated and, and, um, the writers on the script wrote the scream reboot. So they Mm -hmm. were amazing. You know, they actually called me up, you know, we talked for like an hour. They just wanted to kind of know what I felt was important about the, Franchise, you know, kind of like how they were with Wes Craven and how respectful they were with, with, and you're know, not that I'm Wes Craven. I'm just saying the same spirit. Um, we had a really long conversation and, um, they're such passionate writers. And yeah. when they come onto a franchise, they're, they're fans of the franchise as well. Um, I have these in, so there's no echo when we, right, when we right. this. So I'm not trying to be like I'm in Star Trek or anything. Um,
0: no, that's okay. I'll, I'll
1: do that. I'll get my, I'll get my little iPhone. <laughs> beat me up, beat me up, <laughs> Scott. But um, but yeah. So we had a we had a really great and the and the, the idea was is from um, John Watts who did the Spider Man, yes. uh, the latest Spider Man movie. So he came up with a really cool way into the story, and then they flushed it out more. And um, so, so I'm re- I'm just really excited. All I can say, they're still working on the script, so I'm not sure about any you know, when it's going to be signed off on or finalized. Um, but I can't say it's, it's, it's a really great final destination movie, but it's not just uh set up a accident mm-hmm. and knock yes. everybody off, but right. then throw in one wrinkle. Like they've, they've come up with something really interesting and the cool. memes that are floating around online are not right. You know, the okay. stuff that's showing, like a sh- ship or this or that all wrong.
0: That, that, that's that's awesome. It's it's great to have that like that inside track that that you have, and and then be able to like you know kind of laugh off you know the uh, the people that are making uh, you know their own speculations. But but that that's, but that's also
1: that's, not, that's I love it though. Yeah, I don't I, I don't like I yeah I think it's amazing. I just you know I'm so this is a horror fan. I'm so I can't like I'll get a a video or a log truck something usually with log trucks. Yeah, every every day almost somebody will send me and they're like you must get sick of this and I'm like no this like feeds my soul like you know as a writer you know but, to know that oh go ahead I'm sorry
0: oh no I was just gonna say I mean that's that's how you know that the fans are engaged and the yeah. work has you know a resonance because he, yeah. he's tapped into some kind of zeitgeist that, yeah. that keeps, and keeps so
1: so it, I will never get you know you can send me log truck stuff until the day i die and i will never get tired of seeing it um, oh, just because cool. it's it, it's just cool you know
0: yeah that's that's so awesome well it, you know and you, know, you you were mentioning that like wes craven and and you know, the the writers working on final destination and and you know how they approach scream too there's that that through line of you know wes was a you know a big influence on you you know growing up yes and yeah. And you know, I, I can see, yeah, especially with like um, you know, kind of the uh um the unconscious horror of um, uh, something like a, um, a nightmare on Elm Street, and then you know, like, you know, kind of that that supernatural aspect um you know in in final destinations, you know, that yeah, you know, that something so abstract, right? That's yeah. that's going around and uh you know, you know, like karma you know, going around and, and basically killing people, so to speak. Um, I, I think, uh, I think you guys are able, you know, like with Wes and yourself, we're able to, to kind of hone in on, on some, on those abstract, you know, concepts that exist, you know, either supernaturally or in your mind or or whatever and, and bring them to fruition. I, I love it. Yeah. No, he, I mean, he was such a,
1: an amazing filmmaker and, um, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street is like my favorite movie, like will always be like and just for it's a great movie, but also for the impact on my life. But, you know, I think Nancy is the like the first really proactive, smart final girl we had in a horror film. I mean, we had some great actresses up until then, but most of them, you know, would survive to the end and find bodies and run and then they would maybe kill the killer. And Nancy was the first one who's like, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to come up with a plan. I'm going to go in the nightmare and drag his ass out. And Freddy Krueger yeah. was terrifying. And I read in Fangoria how Wes Craven was able to pull all of this stuff off with mm-hmm. no, literally no money. And it, it was such an inspiration to me as a young kid. Um, You know, that's the film I always tell people that made me stop just being like, horror fans, horror films are cool to be you know, like, I love this genre. um, yes. And I want to work in it. Like he... That's probably the voice I used, but it was, I was, I was a kid. I was a kid, so it was probably a little higher, but, um, but yeah, not that movie made me fall in love with the Mm -hmm. genre and and say, wow, there's so much you can do with this. And I started devouring interviews with Wes and he was just, you know, he's inspired so many filmmakers. Um, so many, um, I mean, yeah, one of the, one of the greats, one of the greats of all time. So.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. We've got, uh, God you you got some fans coming in here speaking of, speaking of which uh so uh Leah I I love final destination uh always a, a favu uh to uh to go to. Um, oh thank you. And then uh William's uh I enjoy this village you are my village. <laughs> <laughs> love it William. <laughs> uh, uh and of course m- uh, my partner Brett at Colorado oh, Brett Brett. Brett where <laughs> are you
1: speaking in here? Where are you sneaking in here, Brett? No, yeah. no. Hey, yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of
0: which, uh, Brett, uh, I'm gonna call you out on on air. Let's let's get uh, Jeffrey to Colorado Festival of Horror. God it! Come on now. Let's make that happen.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, um, Brett, well, you don't have to answer that now. But I mean, if you don't ever want to see me in Colorado, I won't take it personally. Brett, um,
0: He's, he's coming at, uh, you know, if he doesn't, I mean, I'm being Jeff passive aggressive now. now. Yeah. 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 Jeff uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now, now I'm just stumbling over you, sir. I'm, uh, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just being, <laughs> I'm being but passive Brett, aggressive. If, uh, I, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> it, I think I'm being full aggressive. Crap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's not good. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, Angela's uh, unique hacking sounds—that sounds fabulous. Yes, Angela. She's right there with you with your slasher. Film. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see you know like I said I can't wait to see a slasher film made by Jeffrey Reddick, and you know like yeah you know, so many of those those characters the killers always you know they always try to you know make them iconic. Yeah. Is I, yeah. I can't, and it sounds like you've got the, the the murder weapon it's going to be you know you yeah, know fantastic take on on everything um what did they have a
1: budget <laughs> we're gonna like you know i love mm-hmm. don't look back but we, you know we had to do that like on a super low budget so this one's gonna have a decent budget cool. and and i'm just really you know again excited you never try to make you know you never i, I should it would be nice if this movie gets made and then the, the slasher becomes a. A, to- a toy because that's the only thing about Final Destination is you know, I've like, you know, I talked to Don Mancini and we're out and I see a Chucky doll and I, you know, I'm talking to Kevin Williamson and he's got the scream and I'm like, damn it. I had to do an invisible killer. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it's just because it would be nice to have a little, you know, yeah. I, I've, got, I've got, you know, I've got my, I was going to wear my Chucky t-shirt, but then right. I decided to to dress in something a little more colorful, since we were talking about kids animation, and I didn't know I would really? throw in bukkake at the beginning here, but um, <laughs> um <laughs>
0: uh, bukkake is always a great opener, yeah, <laughs> <It's like>
1: icebreaker. <laughs> but um, you know, I've got like my mini me and all my like, yeah. you know, Marvel figs, and it's like, yeah, I
0: it I just want one toy, yeah, before, well, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean that 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 is a great point, like with so many, you know, there's so many amazing characters in horror films you know you've, you've got freddy krueger you got mike my michael myers um and and so on and you know like they're kind of the the horror equivalent and, and of course you've got you know the wolfman and dracula and you know all those classics the the bella and universal monsters too yeah um but you know essentially like with you know pop culture the way it is today like yeah, at the top of that is all these superhero, you know, films, yes. you know, based on comic books and toys. And it's like, well, yeah, you've got the horror equivalent. It's all these, you know, it's the Pennywises, it's these slasher yeah. characters and stuff. And yeah, for me, I, I just uh, as 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 much as you know, um superhero movies are now getting their due in the last 15-20 years, horror movies have always been like that constant. They're yes. always there, you know, in society. They're, you know, um, you know, Freddy Krueger's like almost 40 some odd years old. Um, you
1: know. Yeah, I, I saw that movie when I was one year old, so. Wow. No, I'm totally kidding. That's a, that's a total lie. I just said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> since you, since um, you aged the movie, I'm like. Yeah,
0: well, you know. Uh, <laughs> let me, let me, I am gullible, so you know it's it's. I it's am not, too, Daniel. Yeah, it's, not, it's not hard to put one over on me. You know, <laughs> whatever you say, I'll probably eat it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, you're. I mean, like uh, yeah, like Leatherface, that was seventy four. I mean, you know, yeah. that's it's it's always a constant, and, and like these films, no matter you know, they they, they always seem to be you know ever present. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, the other arm of like Hollywood, some of these like amazing dramas that come out annually that win all the awards and stuff. Well, yeah. the next year you don't hear anything about them. But the no. horror movie that, uh you yeah, know, that that was made in the same year, you know, it's it's finding its audience still.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's always been that disconnect where, right. you know, horror in society doesn't get the respect it deserves i mean it's entertainment right it serves a purpose i think it's a very communal way for people to kind of go out and like let their fears out in a theater surrounded by people and not you know what i'm saying like i think it's but it's always it's been demon you know it's the industry doesn't really respect it so you're not gonna see even award-winning performances or films get nominated but there's still a societal thing like i Have been, you know, I traveled to the Midwest and to the South, and there are still communities there, Mm -hmm. um, where they they tried to do a horror festival, but like the community shut them down, the church shut them down because they're seen Mm -hmm. as evil. Right, and so we've got this artistic level where they're not really respected, Mm -hmm. um, especially the good ones, like the the ones that are truly art. Um, But we've also got this cultural level where they're kind of still looked down upon as like. Mm -hmm bad kind of movies and and um, yeah I don't I don't know they keep making money though so it's like that's the only it's like well you can say Megan's evil but Megan kicked everybody else's ass at the box office so right um, it's like right you know but it's it would it would be nice if if again the genre because they're you know the fans and the creators of horror are like the nicest people I've ever met Mm -hmm. Um, the nicest people i've ever met like and i've been to some other kind of conferences and conventions and those people are crazy um yes. just yes. mean you know they're just and you know but again i think horror fans i mean again there no i've never met somebody who's like oh i really love watching people die you know it's all about the makeup and mm-hmm. the special effects and how you did it and it's the artistry behind the films that they're interested in and and you know scenes like the log truck scene in final destination like right right. um, so it's not about oh i like watching people die yeah it really turns me on yeah um so yeah but it's one of those things like it's probably not going to change in my lifetime it's but it's always at least everybody in the business knows like it's a you know betting against horror you you shouldn't bet against horror cuz the the fans no. are so loyal um you go to conventions and you meet like grandparents with their kids who loved horror and their grandkids who love horror Yeah, you know we just keep passing it on
0: <laughs> right right no that's that's so true i yeah i, I think i think that 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 lends itself the, the fact that it still looked looked down upon on on uh some uh, large uh you yeah, um, know uh you know, groups of you know in our population, I think that that means it's even more valid as an art form because you know, the, um, yeah. I think I think art you know to to a certain level you know should be somewhat controversial and should you know should inspire conversation and and being talked about and, and stuff and, um, and and I think that that also lends itself as a great mirror
1: to, yeah, to things going on in society. society. Yeah. Yeah. And And I think horror is the one genre, that's what I love about it too, is where you can get away with talking about things and and not that every horror movie does or should Mm -hmm. or needs to, but you can broach subjects that if you, if it was a comedy or a drama, it might be too melodramatic and too, you know, too. So that's where I think psychological horror kind of comes into play. And even stuff like Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. you know, was about like the sins of the parents coming back on the kids and, you know, people taking justice in their own hands when the system failed. And, you know, all that, you know, there's there's subtext to all these, because the people that write them, you know, you put part of yourself into your work. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't mean for there to, even if you're not consciously thinking about stuff, yeah. like, you know, this is like a, just a silly example, but it's not silly, but uh, you know, like, you know, my mom found out my dad was cheating on her and she kicked oh. his ass out of the house. And this was back in in the time when women did not leave their husbands. Right. Um, but, you know, I I never noticed it to one of my friends pointed out. He goes, yeah, and all your scripture, the dads are either drunks or gone. What's up with that? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to actually <laughs> look yeah. at that because that was filtering into my work. And I'm like, obviously, I know some amazing fathers out there. Um, and actually, it's getting, you know, harder i you know like i know amazing fathers who can't get custody of their kids when right. they should clearly have them um right. so i'm like i need to look at my own shit that's kind right. of filtering out my work and make sure that I, you know yeah i don't every every dad in my movie is not going to be gone or an alcoholic you know uh, right. sorry about all that stuff in the early works of mine but i was working my, i didn't know i was working my shit out <laughs> right.
0: Right, it becomes kind of self ther- you know, self therapeutic too.
1: Yeah, and then I think that therapy works for the audience as well. That's why I think yeah. it's a you go to a theater and you can relate to some of these subconscious things, but also a lot of times you're just you're just going there to again to, where you can scream, and especially if you're a guy, you're not allowed to scream, um, yeah. but you can go to a theater and scream and have fun and release all that negative energy and yeah. you know feel cathartic when you leave a theater. Yeah. I mean, some movies make you leave the theater wanting to like you know walk in front of a bus oh, um, but because they're so depressing and heavy at the end but most I most are I think entertaining just entertaining fun but also makes you think about something you know
0: right 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 no that's that that's very true uh well uh Brett just uh, chimed in um. Well, the theme is a uh, slasher hotel. So you'd be the perfect guest. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I'll take that as a, an open invitation and um see you there. Yeah, excellent. Um, <laughs> there we go. Problem <laughs> solved. And I didn't even have I didn't even need to call on the cats for this for this one. That's I that's did, right. Did, I mean we take care of it ourselves, Daniel.
0: Yeah, that's that's right. We're we're taking care <laughs> of business, you know. Yeah, you, Brett, you dodged a bullet by uh, Jeffrey not sending the the cats. I mean, they, <laughs> oh, you know that, that, that they're they're so intense. Um, Angela seconds that. Um, yeah, yeah, you're um, right. yes. you need Funko Pops. Uh, you yes. <laughs> need hacking sound.
1: Oh wow. Well, <laughs>
0: Funko Pops
1: like. They just did the, you know, Winnie the Pooh slasher. I'm I'm sure somebody is going to do what? a Funko Pop slasher now. Right.
0: Well, <laughs> is, is is Funko Pop uh, now in the the public domain? Because oh her- no,
1: no, you're you're absolutely no, it's not. Yeah. I take that back.
0: Yeah, don't but- do that. Don't do
1: that because you'll get sued.
0: Right. So right. <laughs> but that brings up a, a good point too, because you've got more characters coming into like public domain. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something you'd ever, you know, you know, want to you know, take on as a challenge? Like, uh, yeah, story. You,
1: no, I mean when I when I I when I, when I heard about the Winnie the Pooh movie, right. I was like, damn it! I wish I'd have thought of that because it is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it yes, it it would be fun to do that and. I, I love the setup of that movie that, you know, Chris Robinson like went off and left the Winnie right. the Pooh and the others behind. And they went, you know, they starved and they went mad and now they're seeking revenge. So I haven't seen the movie, um, but the concept is great. And it's like, you know, if you can put a, sp- a public spin, like I, mm-hmm. I just read that somebody just released a, a graphic novel, a Blackula graphic novel
0: Right. I'm like,
1: it. I'm like, I'm like, I want to read that and somebody should remake. I'm sure somebody is remaking it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I would, I just told my friend, I think probably maybe the studios might be a little nervous that people are going to get offended, but I'm like, fuck them. Um, <laughs> they're offended by Blackula because yeah. that was such a, a, you know, iconic film. Um, so I hope somebody does it. And maybe if, if I have time, if nobody's done it, by the time I finish my slasher, maybe, maybe I'll do Blackula.
0: I, I'd see it if you directed it. <laughs> I'm down. You know. I'm, yeah. I enjoyed the original. You know. And that, and that was yeah. that was a great thing. You know, back then. You know, because you didn't you didn't see you know black people as you know like the the regal Dracula you know yeah. character. And so that yeah you know, that was that was a great touch. Plus you know he came out of uh you know uh slavery. I think. Yeah. If I remember right. And. Uh, yeah it's like oh yeah you know this 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 regal you know monster of the night you know came out of such a such a yeah terrible you know thing that, uh, that happened to so many people yeah. um so it's very topical um yeah i uh, i i love you know black exploitation films just because you know they're you know for for the time they were they're doing something you know amazingly new and yeah. Uh, you know, featuring black people as the heroes, as the yeah. leads. And I
1: mean, uh, Pam Greer, like one yes. of the one of the coffee. This, yes, Pam Greer. Um, hmm. I had the biggest, biggest gay crush on her growing up. Like yeah. like yeah. Um, but yeah, like public domain stuff. I would totally I mean the guy who did Winnie the Pooh looks like he's already like Gonna do like a Peter Pan, and um, I forgot what the other. He's he's right. like, well, I'm gonna do these, and then I'm like, well, you're taking all the all the ones up, but um,
0: <laughs> I'll right. find,
1: I'll find, I'll probably work, try to work on some, you know, a couple more original things too. But cool. the Winnie that it's just one of those ideas, like like Cocaine Bear, like yeah, I am dying to see that movie, um, because I re- I remember reading the story, and I'm like. Yep. I just wish I'd, I just wish I'd have thought of that. You know, right. I'm, I'm over here working on my kid's stuff when the, there's a cocaine bear that I could be working on right now. What
0: Right. What a great balance work on the kid's stuff, work on the, the R rated <laughs> stuff over <Yeah>. here. <laughs> I think there
1: was, I think there was a meth. Well, there was a meth gator story. Um, what? Yeah, there was a, there's, I remember a story about a alligator getting, getting, eating some meth. So oh I'm surprised
0: God. that they haven't done that yet. Um, uh, I don't know, Jeffrey. I think I think you're writing the next, uh, you know, few uh, years of projects in just this one. <laughs> I, I, I want to read that script. I must me. start with meth.
1: I must start with meth Gator. I think that's Gator. Cocaine beer. This is
0: meth Gator. Oh, oh I know. God. I know. <laughs> oh, uh, Jeffrey. Uh, you know, we're, we're about out of time. Oh. It sounds like, oh, you know, you've, wow. you've got a lot of projects, you know, coming up, you got a lot of projects out there. Where can uh, people, where do you recommend people, you know, follow you, your work and, and get updates?
1: Yeah. Um, I, you know, um, my, my um, Twitter and Instagram are the same. It's my name with my middle initial Jeffrey A. Reddick. Um so those are probably the two best places. I, I Facebook is hard for me to keep up. It's just hard for me to keep up on Facebook because I have a lot of family there and so I interact with them somewhat but right. you know th- thing you know how political things are on Facebook. So um I don't like arguing <laughs> with people. Yeah. Um and so I'm on Twitter more than I am Instagram because Instagram is very like you need to be doing stuff and so I I would just be like here's me typing on a Monday. Here's me typing <laughs> on a Tuesday. Wednesday. Oh, Thursday, I'll take my shirt. Like I I don't do enough to like, but I, I I, yeah, you can follow me on there and I definitely post um updates on my my stuff, but I also really post a lot of stuff for like people that I if I see something like that a movie that I love or if I if a friend of mine's doing stuff, I'll promote that. But I'll also just see a movie on TV that I'm like, holy fuck this movie's I mean, holy shit. I mean oh, okay, I can say it. I already said it. Holy yes. fuck, this movie's good and then I'll tweet about it, you know, like, and and so, you know, you'll also get at least recommendations from my, my tastes, you know, which I'm not saying are always the best, Um, (laughs) but you know, I, I love sharing if I see a a new movie, a new horror movie that, or an indie horror film that's out, or, you know, I love like just sharing it and like check, telling people to check it out. So
0: um, that that's so cool. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Everybody tuning in, make sure to go uh you know, follow uh Jeffrey on on Twitter and Instagram. And uh yeah, Jeffrey, thank you for for coming on again and, and being so generous with your time and, and oh it's hearing, my pleasure. Yeah, you know, talking about you know your uh all your your fun and creative endeavors. Uh it's well, it's thank always you. yeah, it's it's always you know inspiring to, to to listen to you. Oh, thank you. Well, I was gonna
1: I was gonna be like, it's always nice when a guy asks me back. <laughs> um, but then I'm like, you were so sincere that I'm like, I don't want to like take away from that. Cause I really do appreciate it, but yes. I still can't not make a joke at the, yes. as but, you should, as yeah. I should. Yeah. But, Sincerity
0: um, still needs holes. to be yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I, I, I appreciate it. And I think mean, again, I really do. I do miss, I love Colorado. Like yeah. one of the, I, and I don't say that, like, honestly, if you listen to other podcasts from other States, I don't go on there and I'm not like. Oh, I love you know. This is my favorite. and This is my favorite. Like, right. just the the way that the Mile High Horror Film Festival, like the way that it was run, and Tim and, and their his family, they're so wonderful. And then everybody I met there was so wonderful and generous and down to earth. And so I just fell in love. And like every year, I came back for that. And so every, I just love Colorado. Just the people yeah. there are so fucking wonderful. And they're one. The people I've met everywhere are wonderful. But seriously, Colorado is like. I just, yeah, I'm, I am I, miss it, so. Yeah, well, we miss you. We miss you. Well, I'll be, I'll be there before you know it. I'll be yes. there before you know it. Yes. And I'm always here. I'm that, always here.
0: That's true. Well, I, uh, I, I definitely want to hit you up now that I know you're doing uh, a slasher film and see how we can support you in that endeavor. Uh, you know, I, I think that's, you know, I, I think more people need to support, you know, great, you know, artists, great independent artists like yourselves.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. And I agree. Like, again, if, if it weren't for the fans, like, you know, that's our careers, you know, like the, you, you you fans out there are why we have careers. So I, I love to all of you, you know, people like you uh, that, that have us on your shows and, you know, it's great. It's great. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be sitting here at dark, going, oh, I didn't write today. I'm awful. <laughs> um, now I've got a smile on my face. My cats are doing good. Excellent. Um, it's going to be a friggin' great night. That's right. So They're taking you. away. <laughs> they are. They're
0: frigging no, no, no. great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jeffrey, hang out for just a little bit while we sign off. But uh okay, yeah, is, this so... where
1: is this where we're going to talk crap about Brett and everything?
0: Yeah. W- once we sign off. Yeah. We'll sign
1: off. Absolutely. That's yeah. What I'm yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't want it. We, we got to seal the deal. Yeah. Mm,
1: okay. <laughs> 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 all right. Oh, well, geez. thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, and obviously tune in for the his if for Daniel's next next episode where there won't be any bukkake. Um <laughs> so you can bring the kids.
0: <laughs> uh probably not to the next one either. The the, the other <laughs> are even more foul mouthed than, than I am. So okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All is good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Nothing to see here. Right. Uh thanks again, Jeffrey. Um All right. And then uh, to everybody that tuned in, thanks so much for tuning in. And of course, to our sponsors, Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And of course, our friends at Hellfire Entertainment. Thanks for rebroadcasting us on your social media. And of course, Groovy TV and Alien Donut Films to Bill and Angela over there. Thanks for your support. And of course, to my producers, Lily Fisher, Amanda Armstrong, and Stefan Santa Cruz. Thanks so much for You know, putting up with my shenanigans. (laughs) Lord. And of course, uh, guys out there uh, here in Colorado, it's snowing out. It's going to be sub zero temperature. So, you know, uh, know, stay indoors, stay warm, uh, hug your loved ones, and uh, Stay stay spooky. Have a good night, everybody. Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror. September 15th through the 17th.